Before we start today's episode, my co-host, Joey No Chill Prano, you got a special announcement? Yeah, I've got uh, I've got two tracks on a, a compilation album that is now available to be streamed on Pandora. Uh, I think you guys have heard me talk about this when I was getting ready to record it. It's called Valentine's Day is for Suckers. It is uh, available right now to listen to on Pandora. So if you go to Pandora and you put in Valentine's Day is for Suckers, you can listen to uh, there's there's. 10 comedians featured, and there's 11 tracks on the album. Why 11 tracks and uh, only 10 comedians? Because your boy here, the only comedian with two tracks on the album. So go to Pandora and put in Valentine's Day is for Suckers and give that compilation album a listen. Or if you don't have Pandora, it is available for pre-order on Apple Music, on Spotify, on all the streaming services. And a lot of people, when I say pre-order, I know a lot of people go like, I don't buy music anymore. That's great. No one does. Go to Apple Music, go to Spotify, and search for it and just click on it. And it'll obviously download into your library when it is available. It becomes officially available on February 7th. But if you want a preview, check it out on Pandora. Or go to Apple Music or Spotify and click on it so that it drops right into your inbox when it become when it comes out on uh, February seventh. All right, go support my boy. Do it right now. All right, dirtballs, time to start the show. Welcome to welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Joey. No chill, Prano. Hello, Andy. Happy Thursday morning, Prano. Happy Thursday morning. You have survived one week in your newly reconstructed knee. Yeah. Struggle's real today, isn't it? Yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, I decided to rock the sunglasses today in case I go full weekend at Bernie's during the show. Just, just you know, if I if you catch me in this position, just give me a little... Just be like, Prano, what do you think about the Super Bowl? Muck, wake up a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't know. I did, uh, my first physical therapy session yesterday and, um, at, during the process, you know, you, you see like in movies and fucking whatever, like this is like the guy sweating and grunting his way through physical therapy. It was actually like pretty, I, I, I don't want to say it was easy. It definitely like hurt a lot to yeah. do, but it wasn't, I was mostly laying in bed, <laughs> like, <laughs> I was mostly laying in bed, like moving my leg around. It's not like I was doing squats or anything, but um, so during it felt kind of totally fine. I was like, okay, I'm getting some movement, getting the range of motion, and about an hour after it, just like pain set in. I guess you know that I haven't been doing anything with it. Uh, just really started, really started to hurt, and it's been pretty painful ever since. I'm trying not to, you know use too many painkillers so yeah you don't want to go the brett Favre route no 
don't don't want to go the Brett Favre route. Don't go full Favre. Yeah, that's what they say. Yeah. Uh, well, we have a fun show. I mean, I was sending dick pics to multiple people yesterday. Oh, but, that's good. But not full Favre. That's not. not that's not, half Favre. Not the painkillers and dick pics. Yeah, yeah, that's half Favre. Uh, we have a fun show. Obviously, Super Bowl Fifty Four preview. We're gonna preview the games. Fifty Four. Now, Andy, we started this podcast right around the Super Bowl. Was it a pre-Super Bowl podcast or was it a post-Super Bowl podcast? I feel like it was right around the Super Bowl because I remember your Richard Sherman jersey was involved. It was right after the Seahawks beat the 49ers in the 2014 NFC Championship. So we are on, this is six six years? Six years. Wow. Last week was our sixth year. Now, obviously, I was coming back. You, Where's your Richard Sherman jersey? He's back in the in the in the big game. I sent it to CT. That was a gift. So he asked for it, and CT, our official Dirty Sports rental car correspondent, who's been a huge help for us, uh, I sent it to him a few years ago. He asked for it, and I said, "Sure." Have you considered getting a Forty ers Richard Sherman jersey? I have not. I'm a Richard Sherman fan, though. Always have been. Oh, dude! When we started this podcast, it was basically. I, I believe the f- the the first title suggestion of this podcast was the Richard Sherman Stands podcast. Like you were like all about Richard Sherman. You were all, you were like you were you were basically calling yourself Little Dicky, Little Dicky Sherman. I think I had a bull named Dicky Sherm. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I'm a fan. I've always been a fan, and he played well this year. Played very well, and he and he's one of the main reasons that that defense is so good, and, and obviously we'll discuss that when we preview the game, and then we're doing all the prop bets, and also we got a huge announcement. Huge. Huge. For all the dirt balls, uh, I'm excited about that. My, my, our usual announcements are my right knee. My, our announcement today is my left knee. Yeah. Way bigger. Yeah. Huge. Well. It's just a swollen announcement. I'm just glad that we survived, and by we... The Smut Studio yesterday because for anyone who looked at my social media, the whole place almost burned down. A homeless woman on Mildred decided to light all her stuff on fire, hang it on the fence on Mildred, light it on fire, including her clothes. She was fully nude. I missed all this. I was actually, I was out. And it burned above the second story of our garage, the garage is on the on the floor, but there's a second above ground where I park. Huge flames. Embers made their way onto my parking lot. Luckily, there were no cars. Go on my Instagram. Go on my Twitter. Absolutely wild. Pray no. It's gone next level now with the homeless people on Mildred. Yeah. You know, we've talked about it a lot on this show, how we, we have a very distinct... Uh, we have a very distinct position in Venice as being the only beach town um, that's L.A. city. And therefore, you know, th- I th- I feel like the homeless are drawn that, to the water. Is that true, by the way? Well, yeah. Yeah, if you think about it, right? Because uh, Santa Monica is its own city, Palisades, yeah. Malibu. Um, p- past Malibu, you get to Ventura. You, is, go, you go south of here. Is is Playa, that's not considered part of Los Angeles City? Uh is Playa? I don't know. That's a great question. Or Dockweiler? Uh, Dockweiler? That it might be. Now that you now you mention it, but uh, but obviously all there's no there's no neighborhood there. Yeah. Right. There's no like in Playa. I, 
that's a great question. I wonder if Playa, like right at the end of Culver, there is LA City because they don't really seem to have the homeless problem. We I do. think Marina's LA City. Yeah, but there's like some weird unincorporated like there's some there's some weird shit that goes on in, in Marina. Yeah, as well. But also you have all residential there. Like if you look at LA, if you look at Venice, we have you know um, residential and like commercial shit that goes right up to the beach yeah so like that's that's the problem with l with the homeless people in in our neighborhood is if they're outside your residence you can call and make a complaint but if they're outside some fucking whatever like they they just find these loopholes they're like oh we're outside fucking like that uh that big storage space over on fourth street that's basically la basically venice's skid row like they find these loopholes, just being like, "Well, call and complain." And uh, if you look around, it's just like amazing. Like every other neighborhood has it figured out, and we just have the the pleasure of being like the homeless capital of L.A. Besides Skid Row, really. Yeah. And and even even Skid Row, at least they're all in one fucking area. Yeah, here it's uh, spread out. But I came back and I didn't know, and I was hoping. Let's get Nick here on the mic. I was hoping that Nick witnessed the the fire, and I come back in the apartment, and I'm like, dude, did you see the fire? You know, my apartment complex is all burning. Well, I hadn't seen the fire because I was out in the boardwalk at the time, but I did see a fire emergency vehicle driving down the boardwalk uh, while, I was on the, while I was on the boardwalk. No idea it was on Mildred. I mean, you could have you could have gotten great footage for us, Nick. What's amazing to me about this situation is like after the fire, like today we drove by her burnt property <laughs> is all still there. Yeah. Like even in a regular fire, they clean up after. Yeah. Like you start sweeping up the side like whatever LA is doing with the homeless people, whatever sort of weird rules they've made for themselves where they're like, Hey man, we can't mess with homeless people. I think you can mess with their shit after they burn it down. Yeah. Is that stuff just stay there until it rains now? It's a good question. Like there's no police tape around it. There was yesterday. Now it's removed. Yeah. Now it's just like, well, this was a, this was a crime scene, but now it's just like burnt homeless underwear, burnt homeless shit on, on your sidewalk. Yeah. It, it's just, it's kind of gross. I know. Does that make you want that quality of life in Ohio? No, but it kind of makes me want that quality of life in like Manhattan Beach. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel you. Like, I mean, I love Ven- the the part of Venice I love is that it is a little gritty and a little dirty and it's like a little bit more awake because when when you're in a lot of times everywhere basically in the world, beach towns are sort of synonymous with like sleepy. Like people get up earlier they do the you know the exercise thing, the surf thing, whatever. They go to bed earlier, and I like that Venice has a little bit of attitude, but like we've let it get out of control. Yeah, or, what do you, I mean, we haven't, but the city has. Nick, what do you think? You've been here now three and a half weeks. What What are your thoughts? You've lived in Venice. You lived in my apartment for three and a half weeks. Well, it's definitely an adjustment. I mean, any big city you go to is going to have like homeless people on the streets. Like I was just in Denver. Do the mic a little closer to your mouth. I was just in Denver, obviously a homeless population there, but it, it's nothing like out here in Venice yeah. where like I haven't seen someone living in a tent 
and have their all of their property and clothes just on a sidewalk. And then when you're just like you outgrow your clothes, you just burn them down. Yeah, I mean, fully nude, by the way. Yeah, that's that's a that's a move. I'm sick of my stuff. I heard that she was a Tom Brady fan. Uh, she's a Patriots fan. She heard that he's leaving, and so she took all of her Brady gear and she lit it on fire. Now you you present something that's pretty interesting. What will Patriots fans do? You would you would think if Brady leaves, they would uh, not be mad, right? Like, well, look, anything. First of all, the people of Boston and in, in that area. Horrific people, just especially when it comes to their sports teams. I mean, yeah, like some of the grossest fans ever. And they're not Philadelphia fans, but they're they're gross people. Uh, And 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 much like Philadelphia fans, the thing about Boston fans and, and outer Boston is that completely regular people lose their mind. Like they put on their team's jersey and they and they become a wholly different person. Yeah. Where now they're screaming racist shit at people and like losing their mind. And it's horrible. But here's what I'll say. At this point, literally nothing will surprise me. LeBron James delivered Cleveland. It's first success story in the history of the city of Cleveland. And they burned his jersey when he left for the Lakers. Well, it, I, I don't want to say that, like a few idiots. Okay, but my, that's my point. A few idiots. I don't care if it's one, two, ten, thirty, whatever. LeBron James delivered to Cleveland positivity. Cleveland hasn't had positivity since Bone Thugs. Even that. Whoa, even, whoa, 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 I, whoa, whoa. I mean, whoa. even that. Like, did Bone Thugs go number one? I don't think Bone. Th- I don't think that was a number one song. Like, you know what they did? When go- has Cleveland had? fucking success on any level at, uh, across anything sports art industry yeah, they got the rock and roll hall of fame yeah they have they have the rock and roll hall of fame jim carrey or not jim carrey drew carrey cleveland legend yeah it's not exactly seinfeld right i like drew carrey sure you watch a lot of the drew carrey show uh no yeah didn't think so i, I like him as a person though Seems like a good guy. Seems like a good Guess guy. Guess what? Left Cleveland. I like him on The Price is Right. He's been a nice replacement, if you can replace, Bob Barker. Bob Barker's still alive? I believe he is. Yes. Billy Madison didn't kill him? No. Or, I mean, well, happy, Bob ha- Barker, Barker won that fight. <laughs> I, I, I mean, Happy Gilmore, yeah. not Billy Madison. You excited for the Super Bowl, Joe? I'm really excited. I am. I'm very excited for the Super Bowl. I am like like Vegas. I am on the fence about this game. Yeah. Um, I think it's a great matchup. It's a great matchup of, you know, the the young up and coming coach, the the veteran coach who's never won the big one, um, two extremely talented teams on, on both sides of the ball. Both sides of uh, both teams, both sides of the ball, tons of playmakers. I think that's what is kind of most exciting to me about this game. Um, you look at even, say, Patriots-Rams last year. Aaron Donald 
I, I think is a guy that you look at that Rams defense and you say this guy's a playmaker. Gurley was obviously hurt last year. Um, I think the Rams receiving core, they make a lot of plays, but I think more scheme-wise than anything. Um, Patriots have never really been a, a team where you talk about on either side of the ball like tons of playmakers. This is the complete opposite of that. At, on yeah. both sides of the ball, you have guys who can who are game-changing players by themselves. From, you know, you know, Honey Badger, Bosa, guys on, on, on the defensive side of the ball, obviously Mahomes, um, obviously the receiving core, uh, like multiple guys on the receiving core, Tyreek Hill, both tight ends. Um, you know, it's just it, it's it's going and I and actually what I think it is is this game is going to come down. Vince Lombardi used to say there's five big plays in every football game and you know, which team is going to have more of those five big plays. And I think this game is going to come down to, you know, those, which one of those playmakers makes a huge play. Yeah. This game could go any way. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if this was a blowout. On e- This is one of those few games where it's supposed to be close, right? I'd be surprised if it's a Niners blowout. Why? Um, I think as good as the Niners' defense is, um, Andy Reid attacking a zone scheme, I could see I could see the Niners finding a way to control the Chiefs' offense enough that they can win the game. Yeah, but I don't see the it. I would be surprised if the Niners. Stop the Chiefs' offense enough, and simultaneously score enough that it would be that it's a blowout. And obviously, a blowout like you, I feel like in football, you know, more than two touchdowns is in, in a Super Bowl game. More than two, you wouldn't normally call like a two touchdown game a blowout, but in the, like I would say a seventeen point game is a blowout. You know, I don't see the Niners winning a seventeen nothing football game, and I don't see the Niners winning a thirty four seventeen football game. Yeah, I could, I could, I can see the Niners winning. Yeah, um, I could, I would be less surprised by a Chiefs blowout. Just the Chiefs finding a way, just going like, man, Mahomes, this is his true coming out party. Mahomes has a five touchdown Super Bowl. I could see that happening. Do I think that's going to happen? No, but I could see that happening way more likely than the Niners blowing out the Chiefs. If I asked you who has the most pressure to win. Of any player, any coach, would you say Andy Reid? I think it's got to be right. I, th- I mean, how, if you look at both of these teams, nobody on either of these teams has been in the league long enough where this pressure for them to have to perform to show what they can do to reach the top of the mountain um, matches the pressure of Andy Reid. I mean, if you're a guy like Richard Sherman and you don't have a Super Bowl. And you're a guy who's... But he does. Right. And you're a guy who's, yeah. quote-unquote, been one of the best defensive backs in the league for, you know, nine years, maybe. But even... But first of all, he does have a Super Bowl. And even then, I don't think that's the same. Andy Reid went to four straight NFC Championship games, only made one Super Bowl, lost the Super Bowl he got to. It, I mean, I, I think it's Andy Reid, and it's not. I don't really even think that there's anybody in his class in yeah. terms of... You know, something to prove. 
Is there a coach that we can think of that has had his success and never won the big title? Um, I, off the top of my head, I can't think of one because he, Andy Reid just had so much success. Marv Levy? Yeah, I mean, I mean the Super Bowls made, or, or the, the Bills made four straight Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah, no, that's. I, I mean, I, I would, I guess that would be the equivalent. The, yeah, but I mean, even Marv Levy. How long did Marv Levy? I feel like Marv Levy's Bills run was his was his coaching run, and that was. It. I mean, we're talking about Andy Reid again, four straight NFC Championship games and a Super Bowl loss in how long was the Eagles coach? Fifteen years. Then he goes to the Chiefs. He's already got multiple playoff appearances in his, what is this, fifth year with the Chiefs? Sixth year with the Chiefs? Two straight AFC Championship games? A, a, a Super Bowl? Like We're talking about now a guy who has had major success. Yeah. Consistent success across both conferences going back, you know, basically 20, 20 years. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy to think that. The Eagles played the Patriots in what? That was that was the it was the two thousand four season. I do know that because I was still in school. I mean, yeah, that's that, that so and that was the fourth of four straight NFC championships. So it's games. been more so it's been more than twenty years. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because this now we're talking about twenty twenty and that wasn't his that wasn't his first four seasons with the Eagles. And not just football. If you look at other professional sports, you know, what's the compare like it's tough to find a comparison of someone who's had so much success without a title. Um Showalter? Buck did, Showalter? Did Showalter didn't get one and with the Yankees and then they won basically immediately after he left. But the longevity. Yeah. But he's he's a similar guy where he's He's, Jerry Sloan, maybe for the Jazz. Around, yeah. The problem with Jerry Sloan is like he made two finals at the end. Like before that, true. Yeah, they were a good. He was a great coach, and they were they were you know kind of a consistent playoff team. But like, really, it was kind of a shocker that the Jazz made those two finals. Yeah. You know, uh, I feel like people aren't like. You know how people all root for somebody? They want to see them win. I don't get that vibe with Andy Reid. I feel like people enjoy... I feel like I, I was... I, I You disagree? Yeah. I feel like people enjoy and, him being and, the and butt of not, the joke. I'm not that guy. Um, I like Andy Reid. Yeah. Uh, certainly seems like a good guy. No, but do you think I'm right? I, I feel like people like making jokes. Uh, I don't know. I feel, I feel like the... I feel like in the last two weeks... I've gotten a sense of the majority of sort of NFL fans when you when you take out the you know the Broncos, Raiders, Chargers like when you take out like the division I feel like the majority of people like want to see Andy Reid get one. Yeah. I I, I feel like if you took a poll like which coach of these two do people want to see win more? I think Andy Reid would win a landslide. Yeah. I'm not really like I don't really have a strong opinion on Andy Reid either way. Like, obviously, he was an Eagles coach, so I'm like, fuck him. But, uh, I, and I've always mocked the Andy Reid, you know, uh, time management situation, which, again, I still don't think he's good at, but I, I'm sure you listened to the episode, Tug, and I did. I think Patrick Mahomes has 
has basically disabled that he has. that fail button by being like we can score in 35 seconds from anywhere on the field. Yeah. Which, which we'll, is we'll, incredible. Which we'll get to is one of the prop bets, which yeah. I love to tease that. There is a prop bet. Will either team have a scoring drive quicker than how long it takes to sing the national anthem? And I'm going to say yes. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Just because of how quickly the Chiefs can score. Now, I've also seen a lot about Shanahan and this is his makeup game for the 28 to 3 Falcons blowing the Super Bowl. I kind of don't like that to be honest cuz he wasn't the head coach. Right. I think it's a little different that he was the offensive coordinator. Have you seen these? I've seen a lot of these I articles. Have, um, lo- and, and I'm not a fan because again, you know that was one side of the ball. I ultimately from my vantage point, Prano, I put that Falcons meltdown on the defense. I actually disagree. Okay. Um, I They give up too many points. Th- sure, they give up too many points, but I actually put a lot of that game, and I've said it before, on Shanahan and on Matt Ryan. Um, because there was, again, as much as you want to say they give up too many points, prior to that, Prior to the sack, and was it the sack fumble in the third quarter? There was a moment in that game. Third or fourth quarter. Yeah, I think it was like late in the third quarter, middle of the third quarter. There was a moment in that game in the third quarter where legitimately, if the if the Saints, or sorry, if the Falcons had taken three knees and started punting, they win the game. Like legitimately, if you look at the fucking... If you look at the time, yeah, three knees and a punt, it's only because of a couple of horrific play calls. And again, I think, you know, a play call is only horrific when it doesn't work. If it works, then everybody says you're a genius. But, and I'm a Matt Ryan fan, and I think anybody who who has listened to the show knows that I think Matt Ryan's a little bit underappreciated, in my opinion, for uh, what he's done in the league. I think a lot of people sweep him under as like, yeah, okay, Matt Ryan. Um, but I put that Super Bowl a lot on him because there was a couple plays in that game where it's like, dude, lay down. You know, everybody likes to mock the fucking Eli Manning like, oh, he laid down. Matt Ryan lays down on a couple of plays in that game. And they probably still win. But the sack fumble, it, it was literally the... The, the turning point in the game. And it was the only thing that gave him life. Even that one play, you punt there. Remember, that game went to overtime, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're, we're talking about it took everything for them to come back. And I actually do put a lot of it on Shanahan and on Matt Ryan. Just, you got, like, you can't. Everybody wants to fucking, you know, be the hip coach that, like, n- never takes their foot off the gas. Look at Belichick. Uh, like, Belichick will get Belichick will start running out the clock in the first half. He'll start going like, "We have a lead. Don't fucking give it up now." But I think Shanahan's going to be aware of that. Obviously, the Chiefs offense can score so damn quickly. And that's what's great for the Niners. They run the ball. They can control yeah. the clock. Yeah. They can keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. And to me that's going to be the key. Can the 49ers run the ball? Cuz if they can run the ball, and just reduce the number of times the Chiefs have the ball, that has to be their game plan, right? Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, it's a hundred percent their game plan. Um, I mean, look at that—that that was their game plan against Aaron Rodgers, who I think a lot of people believe uh, or agree with me that like he's the he's the only guy that we weren't even talking about. I know he had a down year this year and a lot, you know, whatever his his career's on the on the downswing or whatever. But they certainly treated him last week like whatever we do, don't give. Aaron Rodgers a ton of opportunities. Yeah. And I think that's a strategy that they're absolutely going to use in this game. But I but I also believe Shanahan last week or sorry, two weeks ago, he stuck with it because it was they never stopped it. Yeah. You know? So it'll be interesting to see what Spagnola comes up with in terms of stopping this running game. Sure. Where will you be watching the Super Bowl? It's a great question. I don't know. Um, you know, my my injury has thrown a lot of things in question. I was uh, originally planning on going to Goldberg's. There was some talk of a Goldberg, you know, Goldberg doing a Super Bowl party again, followed by a little poker. Um, I love poker, but that's a lot of travel, and it's a lot of it's a long time in the car. I think you've seen for me. Uh, how difficult it is for me to be in the car for, I mean, uh, it was tough for me to get from my house to your place today. And that's three minutes. Why don't you just plop on my couch here for the Super Bowl? I also got invited to another friend, my friend Dave Briggs place here in, in Santa Monica. It's pretty close. I think it's just going to be a, it's going to be a game time decision. Yeah. But I could, I could very well be here. What will you be drinking? Like a good Patriot. I'm going to be drinking America's greatest beer, Miller Lite. You will. Yeah. The official sponsor of the Dirty Sports Podcast, Andy. Oh! Are you not correcting me? You love to tell me it's not the official sponsor of the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am not. Because as of today, Miller Lite. A a long time dream has come true. Let's cheers to that. I'll take a sip with you. Miller Lite. It's Miller time. The original social media. That's right, guys. You know what? You know what I love about this. My family loves Miller Lite. I have so many good memories. Oh, it tastes good, Prano. I'm not gonna lie. You know why it tastes good, Andy? Because it's the original light beer. It is. It tastes different because it's brewed different. A fine American pilsner. Andy, Joe, is, it, it, is this the greatest day of your life that we now have an official sponsorship with Miller Lite? Dirt balls. This is not a joke. This is real. So I want all the dirt balls to do this. I want you to grab a nice cold Miller Lite, share it with your friends. Again, Miller Lite's all about getting off your phones, enjoying your friends, your family, having a nice cold one, take some pictures, let our friends at Miller Lite know on social media that you support them just like you support Dirty Sports. And when there's a great tasting 96 calorie Miller Lite. Friends should always come before followers. Here's to the original light beer. Here's to the original social media. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Andy, I want you to say it again because you've, you mocked me so many times when I've said it before on the show. Say it. Say Miller Lite is... The official sponsor of the Dirty Sports Podcast. Feels good. It feels damn good. So tip up those drinks and let's make a big cheers to our friends at Miller Lite.
We've been holding on to that for a minute. It's very exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. And and there's more to come with that. There's a lot more to come. There's a lot more to come with our friends at Miller Lite. And uh, let's just be frank, Joe. 2020 has not been the best start for either of us. But Miller Lite has brought some much-needed great news. Yeah. Uh, for you know, for the for all the disappointment we've had in in three weeks of 2020, it's nice to know that I can come home to an old friend, an old friend that's always there when I need them. Miller Lite, a great friend for you. Yeah, a friend in need, always right. always there to support you. Yep. Sometimes you know when when I'm not feeling so hot, this knee situation, I'll call you for a little help. I'll call my girlfriend for a little help. I'll call some other friends for help. But when I need it and no one else is around, I'm just a couple little hobbles away from my fridge. Swing it open. And there's my oldest friend. Great American Pilsner. Now, back to the game. What are your predictions, Joe Prano? Like, 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 let's. We're gonna get to the prop bets here in a few minutes. But what are your predictions, gaming? Now, obviously, I alluded that they have to control the clock. In my opinion, what, what's the biggest challenge for the 49ers defense? I think the 49ers defense. I think the biggest challenge for the 49ers defense is that the 49ers defense plays uh, majority of a zone. They they play a lot of zone. Your boy. Dickie Sherman yeah. has always been a zone corner. Um, they they get to quarterbacks. They have you know the best, if not if not the best, right up there with the best uh, pass rush in the league. They have a ton of talent on their defensive line. They're able to rotate guys in and out. They get after uh, the quarterback. Mahomes not an easy quarterback to get after. I think Andy Reid. Um, is going to have a strategy with attacking um, the 49ers zone. And I think the biggest challenge for the 49ers defense is going to be getting to Patrick Mahomes often, which I think, again, Andy Reid is going to have a plan of attack for, moving him out of the pocket. Um, And I think it's just going to be not letting them get big chunk yardage. And, and by chunk yards, I mean 15, 18, 20-yard plays where they exploit holes in the zone. Andy Reid has always been really good after a bye. This is essentially a bye week. He has two weeks to prepare for the team. Um, he's been breaking down film a ton. Um, I just think that there's the potential, uh, as opposed to those games where Patrick Mahomes, little dink and dunk, and then a 60-yarder, I think that there's potential of these a lot of eight-play touchdown drives, 15, 20, the, you know, these chunk plays. And I think the biggest, uh, the biggest strat- the biggest, you know, issue for uh, the Niners is going to be if you're not playing man and you're not pressing up on these guys, the, the way, obviously, if you look at, you know, the way my Giants attacked uh, Tom Brady in two Super Bowls, getting up and saying, you only have to cover these guys for a couple seconds. We're going to get to the fucking quarterback. Their defensive line, way better than a lot of defensive lines that have been put in this position. Um, well, I'd argue, right, it's the best defensive line right now in the NFL. I think of, of, for uh, absolutely on a player-by-player basis. Like, I, I don't think that they 
had the most sacks in the league or the most QB pressures or anything like that, but they're right up there. Yeah. And they've obviously, you know, turned it on come playoff time. But it's it's a dangerous game. It's like, you know, this is, it's almost like a college basketball, like sort of a Jim Beheim thing. If you're going to play the zone and the other team comes out and is making their fucking jump shots, you're going to be up Shit's Creek fast. So I'm just hoping that uh, – I'm just hoping that Andy Reid has sort of a backup strategy or that Spagnola has a couple different looks to throw at him during this game. But I will say, you know, you asked me my predictions. Um, to me, and, and obviously Vegas doesn't agree, but to me, in a way, you look at this game and you go, how did the Chiefs not win? But I, I've been burned so many times especially in Super Bowls, by taking the hot team with a ton of playmakers. And I'm, I'm going with the defense this time. Yeah. Um, Nick's chomping at the bit over there. What's going on, Nick? Well, first of all, thank you, Derek Sperry, for the generous donation. Wants to uh, tell Joey to get well, hope the docs rebuilt you better, faster, stronger. In terms of the Super Bowl, though, I kind of get the 2014 Super Bowl vibes in my head when it's Denver versus Seattle, number one offense of the league, going Ooh, up against the number li- one defense of the league. I like Richard this. Sherman on both teams as well. I like this. If the 49ers cannot get off to a hot start in the beginning of the game and just run the ball down the Chiefs' throat, which their defense is susceptible to do, Andy Reid going to Andy Reid. I got Niners with a slight edge in this game. Coming in hot, Nikki D. I like it. I like that analysis. I like the Niners, too. Well, there we go. And it's over. Well, And the dream is dead. Here's why I like the Niners. I am now shoving all of my money on the Chiefs. I like the Niners because of what I said earlier. I think they're going to be able to control the clock enough. I don't think the Niners' defense can 100% maintain Patrick Mahomes. Who, I, who I can? Yeah. No, no one's been able to do that. No one has done what Patrick Mahomes has done and... That offense the last couple years. It's just, it's it's unattainable at the end of the day. But I think Shanahan is smart enough to run the ball. And, and I think the Chiefs defense, while it's much improved from last year, I still think there's enough holes in it for the, uh, you know, the Niners to control a little game clock. But I also think Jimmy G is going to, at some point, he's going to have to make some throws. Yeah. We've been critical of other guys. You know, I don't see... Do you see the Niners running the ball for 200 yards? Um, I mean, that's insane. It, possibly, but I, don't, but I certainly don't see them having... I don't see them having the plan of attack. Again, I, I don't necessarily think their plan of attack was to throw the ball six times in the Packers game. But they just never stopped their run. Yeah. So I do think that, the, that, that their plan of attack is going to be similar. Let's get that run going. This is the basis for our team. Let's, you know, again, it's so funny because we love to break down quarterback play on this show. We love to talk about stats. We love to talk about what guys were able to do in, in big moments. And as I said, I think it was last episode, comparing quarterback play to, uh, you know, Kobe versus LeBron or, you know, uh, Jeter versus A-Rod, it's so not the same because here's the thing. If 
Jimmy G comes out and they throw the ball six times, and that that's not that's not necessarily a negative on Jimmy Garoppolo if they win the game the way they did against the Packers. Now, the on on the opposite side, much as I was very critical of the Colts this year with Joji Bricoli, uh, they would run the ball when they needed to throw it because I believe Frank Reich didn't believe. I believe Shanahan is fine with Jimmy G. Thinks he can make the throws. Thinks he can make the pl- thinks thinks he can make the plays. But he's not going to put him in that position if he doesn't need to. And here's why. When you have a great defensive line, the the thing that makes them that takes them to the next level. And this is the, you know, this is always the thing we go back to people saying, "Oh, the, you know, Eli Manning was carried by his defense." First, you have to have an offense that is letting those guys sit on the bench and recharge so that when they come back in the game, they can go full tilt at the quarterback. If if you're letting if you're if you're three and outing, there's not a lot of times you see teams go three and out on offense and their defense just stay on it and stay getting the guys. It it all goes together in football. You know, uh people the the Chip Kelly in Philadelphia, Philadelphia Eagles fans like love Chip Kelly the first year that he went whatever he went, fucking eleven and five or whatever it was. And you're like, guys, the idea that your head coach in the NFL doesn't believe in time of possession is a joke. The Niners need to run the ball, not just to establish the run, not just because maybe or maybe not they want to keep the Jimmy Garoppolo from having to throw the ball a ton. They need to keep that defensive line fresh because on defense for the Niners, this entire game is their D-line versus Patrick Mahomes. That's the game. Are they going to be able to get to him? Are they going to be able to make him, you know, make throws he doesn't want to make? Nick was talking about, you know, Peyton Manning versus that Seahawks team. And while I like the comparison, a huge difference is this is that was old Peyton Manning. They were a timing routes. They were a eight-yard out for get some yak, they never had the ability to throw the ball 30 yards downfield, ever. So if you're going to put a quarterback behind the eight ball, that's great if he can't make plays down the field. Patrick Mahomes can be down, as we've seen, 21, 24 points. He is one throw away from being back in the game at all times. So I think the Niners have to run the ball to Give their defense a shot of getting Mahomes. Get them out there full juice every time. They need long drives, and they need to get that defensive line out there fresh. I like the Niners in a close one. I like the Niners in a close one, too, but also I think that this game is going to be a great Super Bowl. And I think it's going to be a great Super Bowl because the Chiefs, I think, you know— how much time left in a game against the Chiefs down 14 till they're out of it? Like, legitimately. If if the Chiefs are down 14 in a football game, in this football game, how much time left on the clock in the fourth quarter where you're like, okay, it's looking likely it's over? Three minutes? Pending the timeout situation, I'd even go down to two. They can just, they score so quickly. And he's, I mean, the, the receivers that the Chiefs have 
are just so quick. I've just been burned so many times um, in Super Bowls on going against the better defense in situations like this where the offense was so good. I mean, you go back to that Patriots-Rams game. You know, that that's that's more what I'm thinking of in this game than even, you know, what Nick said. It's like you have an offense that does – that has all the ability. But you also have Jared Goff versus Patrick Mahomes, you know. I, I'm talking about going back the original. Oh. Net, you know, greatest show on turf versus – the, the original, the game manager, Tom Brady. I think that's where we're at with Garoppolo. Ah, that's where we're at okay. with their defense. I like that. That's a good comparison. You know you know what? I recently, NFL Network re-aired that, I don't know, a couple months ago. I basically watched the whole thing. And that defense, you know, they came back. The Rams came back. But the Patriots, they led the whole game. Right. And, you know, I know now that we're, f- f- what is it, six, six Tom Brady Belichick rings into this. We we look back uh, across the whole dynasty or or multiple dynasties, if you will want to consider it that way. That's kind of what I do. The two separate dynasties, but you look back at that whole run. People act like, oh, it's, you know, the Patriots were unstoppable. Those first couple, I mean, they both came down to field goals, yeah. and and that's where I think that this that's what this game is going to come down to. I think it is going to come down to. A late drive, and who has the ball last? And um, you know, if if you're, I, I almost feel like if you're the Niners in this game, as much as you you want to get out to a lead, and as much as you want to run the ball and control the game, unlike the you know, un, unlike so many teams that have a great defense, I don't think the Niners want the Chiefs having the ball with a shot to win this game. I I, I think if you if you asked Shanahan right now, how do you feel about being up four with 58 seconds to go, kicking off to the Chiefs? I don't think he takes that situation right now, as good as his defense is. I wouldn't take it if I were them. I almost feel like if you're in the Niners, you want the ball last in this football game, one way or the other. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that Niners defensive coordinator Robert Sala did not get a head coaching job. He's intense. He's done a great job. He's ripped. Have you seen how ripped that dude is? Yeah, yeah. Dude's jacked. Look, it's a, it's a great. He also has a great job. Yeah. Like that. That's the thing. And the the turnaround in in NFL coaching right now goes so fast. Um, I know we got a lot of interviews, but it it could be a blessing in disguise. The next the next job up could be the one that he he really wants. You Do know? we see a Patrick Mahomes State Farm commercial while he's also playing in the Super Bowl? Do we see a new one? I'm going to say no. Um, I don't think it's likely that we see a new one because he would have had to film that then, sure. right? Unless did did he film one during the bye week that they're? That, that's the question. I did not see that on any prop bets, but I think that'd be an interesting bet. I think Do, that they're just going to beat those beat the ones we know into the ground. Yeah. So we don't think there's going to be a new one. I'm going to say no, but who fucking knows? Yeah. Maybe his girlfriend will film her own. She's she's on the social media stuff pretty big, right? Yeah. <laughs> she got she got a lot of uh she got a big bump from the I feel like she's been doing this the whole her whole kind of career as his girlfriend. She's been his girlfriend since high school, I believe. 
But uh, I feel like just during the AFC Championship game, a lot of people discovered what some people already knew, which she is a disaster on social media. How does that move work? You stay with the same girl. That's that's an interesting move. The high school sweetheart? Well, again. You, was, look, that, was that a Steph Curry move, too? That was a Steph Curry move, but it was also like a Russell Wilson move until it wasn't. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he stayed with her until he's two years in the league, three years in the league. Is he still with her 20 years in the league? I don't know. We'll see. The doomsday clock on that relationship is moving, is what you're saying. I, look, if I'm Patrick Mahomes, and that's, like, I'm I'm definitely on a, like, a cool it on social media. Like, her social media is a disaster. I haven't looked. I've oh, seen she things. She just screams. I've seen things. She just fucking screams, literally. She's in, like, the box. Yelling. That's like, ah! It's like a fucking, it's like the Kermit the Frog when he's like screaming meme. His girlfriend isn't actually the only disaster on social media that's related to Patrick Mahomes. His brother, also a disaster. Jackson and Mahomes. They do, and they do it together a lot. They do it together. They he, hang a lot. On TikTok, the over-under is set for five and a half TikToks for Jackson Mahomes. Okay, can we discuss TikTok for a minute? I know this is an NFL Super Bowl preview show. You're a young kid over here, Nick. Yeah. What is the advantage of TikTok versus Instagram? Copyright. You can uh, post videos with, like, popular music, and it's all under this umbrella of copyright, so you can just... It's like the new meme format, like Vine. You know, short videos... So you could post someone's song under your video. And also a lot like the original thing that I saw, correct me if I'm wrong. I've never I'm not on TikTok. I've never actually logged on TikTok. I've seen a lot of TikToks. But the original when TikTok first when I first started seeing clips of it, a lot of it was people using audio, not not even necessarily music, but like using movie clips, sounds, stuff from TV shows, whatever, and then sort of Lip syncing, dubbing over it, dubbing, you know, audio. Yeah. So TikTok actually used to be the app called Musically. So it would be like a song and then you would just like kind of lip sync over it. And then they kind of rebranded themselves a couple years back um, to become kind of like a social media vine vibe to it. Now, we'll have to get uh, a Bresler tweet about this, but I'm pretty sure TikTok's run by like the communists. The Chinese Communist Party. Correct. It is. And then it's... It's a Chinese social media app. That's why yeah. I won't use it. So, look, here, guys. I will draw the line there. Everything probably I'm wearing, China. This whole apartment, China. <laughs> but I will draw the line at... I- I'm drawing the line at TikTok. Right... At least right now. As of now. Now, if somebody's like, dude, you gotta get on TikTok. I might change. But... That's but, what's gonna change you? Dude, you gotta get on TikTok. All right, well, communism ain't that bad. I, I just don't understand because... It's like, I always have this discussion. It's the same way, same thing. Joe, you and I have had this discussion. It's like Snapchat versus Instagram. Instagram has all the features of Snapchat, but in my opinion, better. So it's like, why would you be on Snapchat? I think it's, so for me, TikTok is kind of a way to stay ahead of the curve of like what's trending in like the meme world. You know how like you got to stay woke with all these new trends. Meme have a half-life nowadays of like a week. And if you can get ahead of the curve, on some quality internet content before it gets blown up to the Twitter sphere, 
And I think that's an invaluable thing to have. So just to finish up this whole Jackson Mahomes thing, he's actually averaging around one to two TikToks per day on NFL Sunday games he attends for the Chiefs. His most TikToks in one day is when he attended the TikTok headquarters, where he had seven TikToks in one day. That was on January 24th. The five and a half over under on Jackson Mahomes. Who is that? TikTok. Who, who, where, what line is that from? Uh, I found this on Twitter. Um, it was a prop bet website. I don't, I, I don't have it anymore. I wrote all these down, though. So um, five and a half TikToks from, from Jackson. I'm pounding the under on this. Is okay. he Now, is Jackson Mahomes, is he his younger brother? Yes. yes. So how old is Jackson Mahomes? No idea. But he is his younger brother. So you I'm, know, I'm wh- thinking early 20s. You know, I'm just going to – I want to say something to my brothers. Only one of them, I think, listens to this show, so he can relate to their brothers. The fact that I have four brothers and none of you – could have been good enough athletically for me to just make a career off my social media because you're a good athlete. It's kind of disappointing. I'm just going to say, five boys, five boys, not one of us could become a pro athlete, not one. Look at the Watt brothers. Look at the Bosa brothers. Look at all these brothers. Not one Ruther could make it. And I could who, just. Who do you think had the best opportunity? Who had the, who had the best who had the best package put together? That, this is a great question. We actually had this discussion. I mean, I think it, b- based solely on my, like, it, based solely on the little bit I know, I'm going to say Brad. It could be. We just had this just discussion. Just in terms of, like, bi- like he, I, I feel like his build gives him the best chance across v- various sports. You but know I'd what I mean? say athletically, I know I might take some shit for this for my brothers. I think athletically, my little brother, Mark. He was always a really good athlete, and he was tough as hell. Like, he used to hit on the football field, and he was quiet, too. I think it's maybe because he had older brothers. He just, he learned. What are we talking size-wise, though? Because then, because it's, it's going to be limited. He's my build. Yeah. So, it, it maybe if, you know, your dad had gotten him into, like, tennis early or something like that. Or mixed martial arts. Like, Mark was a really good wrestler. Okay. Yeah. Makes martial arts. And then he boxed at Air Force. Strong. Boxing's usually pretty good at the academies. Yeah. But now Brad... It's like the last places in college sports that like give a shit about the boxing. Yeah. It's a good question. I mean, I- I'd probably be the-, the lowest on the list as far as going pro. Like, let's not... Actually, I would. Let's just be honest. But again, you- I mean, you see these families. It's wild. Like, like, who are the big families in the NFL? The Watt brothers, the Bosa brothers. Yeah. Who else am I missing? Uh, uh, the Gronkowskis. The Gronkowskis. They're just churning out professional athletes. Yeah. It's a farm. And that's a great gig. You just, you, you piggyback your sibling or your significant other to build your social media. Talk about no work. I got I to gotta see these videos of uh, Mahomes' girl. You want to get to these prop bets? Sure. Let's do it. Well, today's NFL. So before we do that, I just want to – are we all on – we're all on the Niners in a close one? I am, yeah. Okay. I think it's all three. So for sure the Chiefs are winning then. Yeah. I think once you jumped in, we, we were done for. I cursed them? Yeah, I feel like you did. For sure, the Chiefs are winning. I I was I you know I I'm not I'm not super strong and like I just I don't want to get burned again by a, a a great defense in the Super Bowl, but now I'm like God, am I going to get burned by Ruther in the Super Bowl? So the Ruther curse is kind of like 
in limbo right now because over the past two days I've been hitting Andy with like little questions that because on my Madden game you can do prop bets and you can you know I'm asking him questions so I asked him who's gonna win the Super Bowl he said 49ers I asked him who's gonna win Super Bowl MVP he said Patrick Mahomes so who's he cursing well look I said obviously those are contradictory statements I said Mahomes first um whatever you know I, I I'm not I, I'm not very adamant about either team. I think the 49ers won in a close one, but I, you know, that's a 50-50 pick for me. But let's get to the prop bets. We got some great let's, prop let's bets. Um, today's NFL sports betting segment, as always, is brought to you by our friends at GTP Picks. Listen up, Dirtballs. If you're still paying your bookie every week, you need to get help from our friends at GTP Picks. It's a data-driven sports betting service that offers winning sports betting advice at an affordable price. So follow their advice and win. It's really that simple. And this is what I love, Joe. Listen to this. This Sunday, GTP Picks will be hosting a Super Bowl 54 contest. If you can correctly guess the winner of Super Bowl 54... With the correct final score, you win a brand new Oculus Quest virtual reality wow. system. Wow. I always wanted a virtual reality system. Dude, I, I've used the Oculus. The mayor has the Oculus. I've used it at his apartment. He's brought it up here. It is amazing. Game changer. I'll say it. Everyone says, Ruther says this all the time now. It's wild. <laughs> So if you can correctly guess the winner of Super Bowl 54 with the correct final score, you win a brand new Oculus Quest virtual reality system. It's that easy. All contest participants will receive every GTP Super Bowl 54 sports betting recommendations for free. Guys, that's free. To enter the contest, all you need to do, listen up, write this down, enter the contest. It's totally free. Visit gtppicks.com dot com forward slash contest once again that's gtppicks.com forward slash contest put that in the comment section nick let everybody know if you like making money while watching sports investing with gtp picks is a no-brainer and this really is a no-brainer to enter this contest it's free you can possibly win an oculus so go ahead and do that and also they're going to give you great advice on the prop bets, which we are about to get to, Joe Prano. We have some great prop bets. We'll mow through some of these and, and get you moving. Let's start with the national anthem, as we always do. Yep. <clears throat> Demi Lovato has risen from the dead, right? What? What? I don't know. She, she almost died. She almost overdosed. Okay. Didn't know that. Yeah. It's a, she, she's... I've, I'm, I've just recently, and I did this with... Uh, I did this with John Legend and uh, and Common, I believe. Like, there's a while where I didn't realize those were two different people. Uh, I I just figured out very recently. I'm not going to say how recently this morning uh, that Demi Lovato and Selena Gomez are different people. Yeah, did not know. Don't not, look alike at all. I don't know how you mix those two up. That, yeah, don't know what either of them look like. Couldn't pick either one of them out of a lineup right now. Selena if you put if you put Demi Lovato, Selena Gomez, and like. The youngest Kardashian, which I don't know her name. A Jenner. Uh, sure. Uh, 
into a lineup. I'm not sure I would get two out of three right. I believe it's Kylie Jenner. Okay, you say so. Yeah. Although, although, Caitlyn's technically only been Caitlyn for five years. Okay. Would that make her the youngest Jenner? Uh, no, she's been a Jenner her whole life, right? Okay, good point. Anyway, Lovato sounds, I could be wrong, sounds Italian, Gomez, okay. Spanish. Sure. Th- th- there's your there's your difference there. Okay. <laughs> All right, so Demi Lovato is singing the national anthem. We have the over-under at two minutes. We're at minus 190 for the over, plus 120 for the under. I don't know Demi Lovato's songs. What are her famous songs, Nick? Do you know by any chance? Does Nick know? He doesn't know either. I mean, th- it doesn't really matter for this, right? Well, just kind of her singing style. She's obviously Well, here's what I know about she's this. She's pop. First of all, and this is important. Uh over 2 minutes is minus 190. So they think it's going over for sure. Under 2 minutes is plus 120. I think if if you're looking for a bet on this, this is a stay away simply because they're they they think it's going to be over. She has sung the national anthem once before and I think that that's that's what they set the number at. Uh is she came in right around 2 minutes. Um and you look everything takes longer in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Halftime takes longer, pre-games takes longer, the game goes, you know, the gameplay itself goes faster. I think it's going to be over. And Vegas is telling you it's going to be over. Yeah. And honestly, if you're going to bet the under, the idea that you're only getting plus 120, this is a stay away. In, unless, this is a stay away unless you're one of those guys who goes like, I'm going to put $5,000 on the under and just take my minus 190. Yeah. So I'm staying away from this but I, because I think it's for sure over. You wanted some Lovato songs? Yeah, give, give, me, give me a couple of Demi Lovato songs that I don't know. I'm not gonna lie. I haven't heard like half of these. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, I know that one. Stone Cold, sober, confident, heart attack. Anyone? <laughs> I know. Tell me you love me. I I know a few of those. You do. I do. Uh, but if you played them for me, maybe I don't know them. So the answer to that is I probably don't know them. Demi Lovato. None of us know, and she's huge. I I feel old, but Nick not knowing helps me. The fact that you're what 23. Demi Lovato never really broke through the way she was supposed to. I got, I honestly, I, I'm just, I have to pull. I honestly don't know what Demi Lovato. Okay, looks like. you pull, you pull her up. I'm I gonna need get, to see who Demi Lovato. I want to get to the next one, which is also related to the national anthem. I talked about this earlier. I love this bet, Joe. Will okay. any scoring drive take less than it takes for her to sing the national anthem? Now Vegas is saying uh, no at m- minus five hundred. Yes is at plus 300. So Vegas is saying that there will not be a drive that will take less time than it takes her to sing the national anthem. I'm going to disagree with that. Yeah. I think, let's say she sings the national anthem in two minutes and two seconds or whatever it is. I think the quick strike Kansas City Chiefs will score. And who knows? I mean, the 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 Niners, you can't rule them out. They have some wild... Run scoring quick yeah. drives. Uh, it's it's actually kind of amazing to me that this is uh, plus three hundred and minus five hundred. Uh, I'm I'm pounding yes because I think that there's a great chance that both of these teams get long returns, if not if not 
you know, a, a kickoff return for a touchdown. Uh, I got to imagine that that does that's not a that's in play, right? A scoring a scoring drive, a, a kickoff return that's a seven second scoring drive or whatever, right? Or is that a zero second? That, I mean, that's got to count. I'd assume. But either way, I think that you're going to have a scoring drive that a kickoff where a team starts on the other side, other team's side of the field. Yeah, I, I, I'm all in on yes. Yeah, I, I don't like the odds on that one. As far I as, love the odds on no, it. No, no, no. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I don't like how they're they're placing the odds. Is what I should yeah. say. All right, let's move on to halftime. The Super Bowl halftime show. Now, let me ask you something about the three performers. We've got Lovato singing the national anthem. We've got Jennifer Lopez and we've got Shakira. NFL, we get it. The game's in Miami. Like, what the fuck? Can, uh, uh, did we overdo this a little bit? Like, is Gloria Stefan and the Miami Sound Machine going to be featured? Is that one of the props? Well, I don't have that on here. Because I'd like to I'd like to place a bet that she does appear. That is. The, the prop bets, there's so many. I'm not listing them all. But from, this, from, what I, from where I grabbed, you can bet. Will... Gloria Stefan up here. Will Enrique Iglesias appear? Will Mark Anthony, her former husband, appear? Seems like he's not going to appear, right? Yeah. Will Ricky Martin? Yep, he's on there. Yeah. Will Smith because of his Miami song. Sure. Uh, Pitbull was on there, correct? Um, the Menudos? Jimmy Buffett? No, Menudos didn't make it. Nobody cares about Menudos. By the anymore. way, that's the Miami. That's the Miami halftime show. I want. I want Jimmy Buffett. What do you want Jimmy Buffett singing? Oh, fucking! I mean, all the good, all the good Jimmy Buffett jams. I want, you know, like a, I want a pirate looks at forty, like open up smooth and slow. The, uh, basically, the only Jimmy Buffett song I fucking hate, which he would a hundred percent play if he played the Super Bowl, is Fins. I hate Fins. You don't like Fins? No, I hate Fins. Is that the song where he gives Cincinnati a shout out? Uh, yeah, I think it is. Just came down from Cincinnati. Yeah. isn't that yeah. what he says? Yeah. I think it's Finn's. Yeah. Cheeseburgers in Paradise? Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't love Buffett? If you've never been to a Jimmy Buffett concert, it's a must. And I haven't. You got to go. We should we should find out when he's next here. I'll tell you what, Mikey will make a flight out for that. Mikey loves going. Yeah. Me and Mikey have been to numerous Jimmy Buffett concerts and have a blast. My parents used to always go. Yeah. They it's used- a thing for middle America. It's like their one night out of the year. They're like, you know what? You know, we go out every Friday. We have a couple beers, but like once a year, we go to Jimmy Buffett. We have eleven margaritas. We vomit on ourselves on the way home. Yeah, you see, you see some fucking middle-aged white people at oh, Jimmy yeah. Buffett concerts. Lit. Yeah, lit. Yeah, getting turned. And they go like like people turn their trucks into tiki bars. And oh, chili. I know. Like people go crazy, dude. I know. Walton Joanne used to get turned at that. Okay, so we have like you said, it's a very Latina. Super Bowl halftime show. Um, you want to get that window, Nick? So, somebody's uh, driving their remote-controlled car. Which of these, Jennifer Lopez? Oh, sorry, I, I skipped one. How many songs will be played during the halftime show? The over is at eight. The under is at eight, of course. Minus one sixty for the over. Plus one twenty for the under. I'm gonna go under just because eight seems so high. But it is something that I hate about halftime shows. I hate the fucking medley. I hate the like, what? Like, why are we trying to fit eight songs into the halftime show? Yeah. Play four kick ass. Play play your four best, and just and just crush them. Yeah. I don't need eight songs. 
Honestly, I gotta say, I've made fun of a lot of uh, a lot of halftime shows in my day. I think this one might be the worst selection of people I've ever fucking seen. Why? Shakira and Jennifer Lopez, like, like I have zero interest in watching any of this. I don't mind J Lo. I wish J Lo's huge. I mean, they're. I wish there was the Puppy Bowl still. I wish there was the fucking. I think I think it still exists. They need a Miller Light Bowl. You know, like I need I need I need another option. Yeah. I hate this halftime show. I'd rather watch Maroon Five. I'd rather watch Maroon Ten. Give me Maroon Five twice than Jennifer Lopez. I disagree. I She's disagree. fifty. Doesn't matter. She still looks great. Great. So have her stand there while a real performer plays. I I think that I think you're disrespecting J Lo. Okay. You, what do you, ex- mean? you excited for this? Have you ever heard El Anillo in your life? Well, well, hold on. before I answer that, Joe, she can still perform. You're kind of disrespecting her performance. I, to be honest, I would much rather see Jennifer Lopez than Maroon Five, without a doubt. Okay, couldn't be couldn't be more on different pages here. An attractive woman moving around the stage. I mean, come on. Then Maroon Five. At least Maroon Five's playing instruments. They can't dance like J Lo. It, it, it's gonna look good. Shakira's. I love Shakira, like visually. I know her music's all right. You know she's like four nine, right? Yeah, I'm also five nine. So yeah. what are we talking about here? You know, we're not we're not all six four, Joe. I know. If you're if you're under five feet tall, I can't. I mean, I can't. You can't. No, can't even. It's it's it it, it looks weird to me to kind of, you know, talk about Hobbit vibes over here. Fucking Bilbo behind <laughs> the behind the desk. Imagine if he was four nine. Is that is How that Bilbo? Is that be? Nick's new nickname? Yeah, Bilbo. Yeah. How do you feel about that, Nick? Is that is that is that a little? Frodo is just like too easy, you know. Frodo is like the too. Easy. I had to go Bilbo. You're Bilbo Baggins. I'm gonna have to look up. I because I'm not into Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to Google this reference just to. So he's been calling you this for a week, and you've had no clue what it meant. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> I thought he said dildo at first, honestly. I'm like, okay. He thought his nickname was dildo. All right. Which of these Jennifer Lopez songs will be sung first at halftime? The odds are at plus 400 on the floor. Jenny from the block, plus 425. Let's get loud, plus 450. Live it up, plus 600. Get right, plus 700. Ella Neo. Plus nine hundred, waiting for tonight. Plus eleven hundred. If you had my love, plus twelve hundred, and love don't cost a thing. Plus twelve hundred. So, I'm just looking up on the floor. I assume on the floor is one of her new songs. I'd assume too, because I'm not familiar with that. On the floor, Jennifer Lopez. Okay, on the floor featuring Pitbull is a 2011 song, so not that new. Um, Ooh, that means a Pitbull cameo could happen. I'm gonna go. Let's get loud at 4:50. Seems like a good. Oh, and I forgot these ones. Yeah, that's fine. I don't think it's K Holiste. Uh, I'm gonna go. No, no, little Jenny from the block. I I just don't think not not to open it up. If on the floor, if I had looked it up and on the floor was 2017, I would have gone on the floor. Um, because artists love to, especially in these things, they love to promote their new shit to like get you to buy something you hadn't heard of yet. Yeah, and then and then follow it up with their big ones. Um, I don't know if any of those other ones, if 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 any of these other songs are relatively new, 
and you're getting the value on them, plus 600, plus 900, something like that, I think that's a good bet. But I'm going to go, let's get loud. Seems like a kick off the whole thing. And then uh, and then she'll go into some of her like bigger ones. Although I feel like let's get loud is pretty big. Let's go Jenny from the block for me. Okay. Even though I don't think she'll do it, just for the sake of being different. All right, now Shakira, which will be her first song? I don't know many of her songs. The odds are plus 250 for She-Wolf, whenever, wherever. That was the first ever big song I heard from her. That was when I was in college. Plus 400, Dare plus 550, Hips Don't Lie, which was huge, plus 600. I mean, do I have to read all these? I, I'm kind of upset you're, that we're, we're even doing it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, you know what? You know what this whole segment is for me? La tortura. <laughs> that is the torture. <laughs> this whole thing is the torture. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, I don't know, wherever, whenever, plus 400. Ooh, that's what I was going to do. All right. Let's. Uh, oh, I like this one. How many times will A-Rod be shown during the halftime show? And basically, they're just saying he's shown or he's not shown. The odds are under 0.5 at minus 220. The over is at plus 155. I'm going to go under. This is another one where it's like it's minus 220 on the under. How how often do they show anybody during the halftime show besides the halftime performer? I agree. Yeah, I'm going under. I just don't see the camera cutting to A-Rod. Not a lot of, again, not a lot of value here. And if they do cut to A-Rod, I have a feeling he's dancing very dorky. I feel like he's just standing in a box. No, he's like, I feel like he's just dorky. Okay. Because he, he's kind of a dorky guy. Yeah, you think? Dorky guy who loves steroids. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to agree with you. The under. Now, this is an interesting bet. Will Jennifer Lopez show butt cleavage? I don't even know what this means. How do they define butt cleavage? Exactly. This is a fucking stay away. This is like, this is, you're you're bound to get burned. This is, this is the Coldplay song all over again. Like, it's an undefinable thing. So they're going to take, they're going to take your money whichever way you bet it. Does that mean butt crack? Like, it, first of all, if if they're saying, are you going to see her butt crack? Well, the, this is saying butt cleavage. Right. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what that means. But if if butt cleavage is defined as butt cracked, the no should be minus 5,000. You're not going to see Jennifer Lopez's butt crack. Yeah, I don't, I'd assume that's what butt cleavage means. What's Nick doing over there? He's just sitting like this. Nick, what's going on over there? Well, this is my way of trying to say, hey, I have the answer to butt cleavage. Okay. Okay. So butt cleavage is this defined. Is the, this is the international sign for <laughs> I have the answer? Correct. Yeah. Okay. I have the butt cleavage answer. Butt cleavage is a minor exposure of the buttocks uh, often due to low-rise pants. Okay. Which is so the, which so is basically the cr- plumber's butt is yeah. what we're talking Essentially about. Essentially plumber's, plumber's crack. crack. Yes. Yeah. Correct. We're not talking about she's wearing... If she if she wears some sort of thong situation, or if she wears if, we, yeah, I thought we at still first, don't see crack then. Like she could wear she could wear like some booty shorts or whatever, where we see full cheeks basically. 
Yeah. But this is talking about some sort of crack situation. Exactly. From I'm the going top. hard no. I actually might even bet on this minus 400. I think minus 400, you're stealing money. You used to talk again. You Nick is mic. doing some sort of some sort of yoga. Uh, he's he's doing some sort of like uh, like the guys on the airport, the guys on the on the runway. <laughs> I thought we had like a little chemistry here. Some sort here of, of hand like, gesture. Yeah, like, I'm doing some hand gestures he's like, here he's for, like, because you know you're always turning my mic like on, turning my mic it's off. It's like his blinkers don't work in his car, so he's gone <laughs> to the old school hand signals. Are you making a left turn? I wish we had a camera on Nick when he's doing. Can this. we get that, please? Like, Can we get a producer camera? All right, you're turning your mic off. We need you again. <laughs> I don't know what's going on over there. I, 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 I know now. All right, you want to get to some player props, Prano? You know I do. All right. I want to get oh, – I'm, I'm not weighing in on any Latino player props. All right. I'm over the Latino portion of this fucking – Super Bowl MVP. The odds-on favorite, no surprise here, is Patrick Mahomes at plus 130. Then Jimmy G, plus 275. Raheem Mostert at plus 550. Kelsey, plus 1600, along with – Tyreek Hill and George Kittle. Damian Williams plus 2,000 along with Nick Bosa. Emmanuel Sanders plus 4,000. Sherman plus 330. Debo Samuel. I mean, look, you got the list in front of you. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you my – I'm going to give you what I think are are really good value um, MVP bets. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes, if the Chiefs win – Mahomes probably gets it. Um, I I think it would be highly unlikely. Like, I just don't see any situation whatsoever that the Chiefs win and an offensive player besides Mahomes gets it. I think Travis Kelsey at plus 1,600 is lighting your money on fire. I think uh, Sammy Watkins at plus 4,000, Tyreek Hill at 1,600, lighting your money on fire. If Tyreek Hill wins... There's, I just, there's no way. What, what, in what situation does he win it and Patrick Mahomes doesn't get it? Well, and that's the point. If you're gonna put money on anyone in the Chiefs winning it, you have to put it on Patrick Mahomes. I think it's the only. I think it's the only bet. Unless here, here would be my value bet for uh, the Chiefs. I would go Honey Badger. I think he's plus six. If scroll down, I think he's plus sixty six hundred, maybe. Yeah. So you're getting 66 to 1 odds on a Chiefs defender that's a ball hawk and if in in some in some close game where he has a pick six or an interception and a forced fumble um he's he's honestly the only player I bet on on the Chiefs. Now uh, you know God knows McCole Hardman runs back to kickoffs and he gets it but uh that's my only non uh that's my only non Mahomes Chiefs bet uh conversely I think on the Niners I like George Kittle at 10 to 1 I like Bosa at 20 to 1 I would say I like Bosa here's why I like if I'm gonna go Niners I like Mostert I like Bosa I think Mostert having the game he had in NFC championship game I think it's I think 550 isn't enough value. I think they're kind of counting on it. Obviously, Garoppolo, but I think I think Garoppolo's not giving you enough value at plus two seventy five either no. for how many options there are. No, I wouldn't touch Garoppolo. I just wouldn't touch him. I like Kittle at ten to one. 
I like Bosa at 20 to 1, and I like Debo Samuel at 33 to 1, a guy who could catch a touchdown, a guy who they've been running a ton of reverses and yeah. and and jet sweeps with. If if Debo Samuel has a you know, has a touchdown reception and a touchdown run at 33 to 1, I I, I like that. Sure. So those are my those are my uh Niners picks. Bosa Kittle and I, I love Debo Samuel at 33 to 1. All right, let's do a, a few quick quarterback ones. Patrick Mahomes, over under 304.5 yards. I am saying under. 304. Um, I'm going to go over. Okay. Jimmy G, over under 239.5. I am going to go under as well. I'm going to go under as well. Patrick Mahomes passing touchdowns, over under 2.5. I'm going under. I think he throws two touchdowns. I agree. Jimmy G passing touchdowns is at over under one and a half. And now are all these are all even money, right? These are all these are all basically minus one ten, I assume. Yeah. This is just the over under on it. Um Garoppolo one and a half. Uh I just don't think there's enough value in going for over, so I'm gonna say under as well. If you were getting if you were getting, you know, plus something on on over one and a half, I, I might take it, but I'm going to go under. I think he throws for two touchdowns. I don't think he throws for many yards. I think, you know, it's one of those out to Kittle. Yeah. Second and goal from the three. Any of these ones that you like, Joe, as, as I scroll down, that you pop out and say, man, I would I would take this on this player. Um, I mean, sl- slide up a little bit there. Sorry, you got, so we've got Damian Williams, 51 and a half. I, I like I like over on Damian Williams fifty one and a half. The idea that the the idea that the Chiefs win this game and their and their running back doesn't have fifty yards rushing. We have to have fifty two. Right, but you 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 get my point. F- yeah. I mean, we're talking about in the fifty yard area. That seems a little crazy to me. Mostert at eighty one and a half. Uh, I kind of like over as well. I think again, you you got to look at what both teams need to do to win this game. I just think. You know, if if the Niners are going to be in this game, Mostert's got to have 81. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, I, I think uh, at over under 40 and a half, I'm not going to touch it. But if I had to, I'd go for I'd go under because there's just so many options. Um, Kittle seems like he hasn't had the huge. Rece- it's like, does Kittle have one big play in him or not? Because I I could see him having a bunch of catches and I could see him having a touchdown or two, but. Over under seventy and a half is going to be. Does he have that one big play in him? I'm not really loving any of these. Uh, Me either. I like. I do like Kelsey over seventy four and a half. I think he's he's the security blanket. Okay, you love the cross sports. I know. I that. do. This is one of my favorites. So, so these are bets that entail using other sports paired up with the Super Bowl. Yeah. So here's one. Which will be higher? James Harden's total points. Or Super Bowl first half points, and, and it's amazing that this is. They have it's plus seven point five, so you're getting first half total points plus seven and a half. James Harden versus the Pelicans. I mean, you got to look at what seventy or sorry, uh, you got to look at thirty eight to forty points, right? So basically, will there be thirty ish points scored in the first half? What do you think? Well, I just want to bring up the fact that Harden has been playing and shooting awful lately. As yeah. lately, uh, over his past five games, 29, 27, 
12, took two games off, and then 18. Personally, I like taking the Super Bowl points. I like taking the Super Bowl points plus seven and a half. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you if you get a, you know, a 14-14 game, you're looking at 28 plus seven and a half. You're looking at 35 and a half. I mean, just give me James Harden's uh, – what's James Harden averaging on the year? 35.7. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah, I like I like that you're getting seven and a half on top of it. I'm gonna take first half points plus seven and a half. All right, how about this one? Which will be higher? Russell Westbrook's stat line versus Patrick Mahomes passing attempts. So for that it would be Russell Westbrook's points. Call it yeah. Points, rebounds, assists versus Patrick Mahomes passing attempts. Call it twenty four points, ten and ten like just give him the benefit of the doubt that you're gonna get it. Give him ten and ten. So you're looking at 44 versus Patrick Mahomes passing attempts. It's got to be Russell Westbrook. I'm going Mahomes. Really? I, I think wow. Mahomes throws the ball a ton. You think he throws? You think, hold on. You think Patrick Mahomes throws the ball 45 to 50 times? I think he throws the ball 40 times. But if Russell Westbrook has 20, 10, and 8. Right. Okay. Yeah. Westbrook hot lately. I'm going Russell Westbrook. I'm going Mahomes. That's a fun bet, though. Okay, how about this one? Which will be higher? Zion Williamson's points and rebounds versus Jimmy Garoppolo's completions. I'm going. I'm going Garoppolo again. Well, uh, they're 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 still taking it easy with Zion. Um, you know, give him call it fifteen and ten just to like you know just pump up his numbers. Call it fifteen and ten. You're looking at twenty five. Oh, well, actually, past completions. I'm 100% I'm taking Zion. Zion. I'm going Zion. you got to take Sorry, Zion. Sorry, past attempts. I, yeah. I think Jimmy Garoppolo throws the ball 25 times. But 25 completions, I don't think he does. Yeah. You say they've been taking it easy with him. His minutes by the game have been going up every game. Yeah. This will be his fifth game. He just got their, their first win. And the Pelicans think that they can make a run down the stretch. And I think if they're playing against the Rockets, they're going to have to play Zion. So yeah, but also Zion. you got you got to consider the fact. I know the Rockets have been struggling lately, but it is Rockets Pelicans. If the Rockets are up thirty points in the third quarter, they're not putting Zion in the game, right? Probably. They're not going to waste the guy in a in a blowout. Last game, thirty minutes. Do you want any of these? It seems like to, to me these are the bet. These are the bets you make fucking money on. Because really, who fucking know Georgetown St. John's total points minus ten and a half. George Kittle plus Travis Kelsey receiving yards plus ten and a half. Dude, I'm, give me a hundred bucks on Georgetown St. John's total points minus ten and a half. Fuck it. Oh yeah, well you figure if each team scores sixty points. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that's a hundred and twenty points. So. You're you're looking. And by at, the way, that's a low number. Yeah, sixty. Yeah, you're looking at, but total receiving yards plus ten and a half for Kelsey Kittle. But, but like, I love it because just fucking. It's a fun. No bet. one knows, so just give me Georgetown St. John's. Yeah, or this is a fun one. Which will be higher? This is for the Phoenix Open. Yeah, the number of hole in ones at the Phoenix Open versus the number of missed PATs. I mean. No one's going to miss an extra point. You don't think? No. 
So if you're gonna bet that, I'd bet the hole in one. And but honestly, I wouldn't bet that because I don't think I don't think I I don't know about the 16th hole at the Phoenix Open. I think it is like kind of a fun known for hole in ones. But I but I'm sure they don't have a hole in one every year. Yeah. Let's move on to some entertainment ones. These are kind of fun. Yeah. Which will be higher? The Joker, as in the movie, the Joker's Oscar wins or Patrick Mahomes passing touchdowns? This is a fun one for a couple of reasons. One, I think there's this weird Joker backlash that seems to be happening, and I hate it. I think it's, I think it's everything that's wrong with woke culture. Joker was a great movie, in yeah, my opinion. I haven't seen it. And I thought, I think it was well directed. I thought it was incredibly well scored. I thought um, Joaquin Phoenix was amazing. Um, uh, the idea that the wokes are upset. What are the wokes upset at? That, that Little Women didn't get a Best Picture nomination and Joker did, and Joker's this male, blah, 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 blah. It's like suddenly. When everybody wants to talk about like how we have to, we, mental health needs to be more in the conversation when we're talking about gun control and blah blah blah. This whole movie was basically about mental health and gun control. But it's not. But you're saying so the woke culture they care about everyone except for the white dude. The straight, yeah, the straight but, white. Dude. But and and now it's something about like how we're we want to we we want to like glorify like I don't know the, what what's it called when these people are like virgins like what what's this. That's the millennial thing when guys Incel. make incels, whatever. But it's and 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 because uh, Todd Phillips is known for like making like frat comedies that everybody like. For some reason, Joker has become the villain of like white women everywhere. It's like the, it's white women's like angry thing right now. They're very upset at at Joker, and they're very upset that Joe Rogan, uh, you know, got behind Bernie. White women can't handle it right now. Um, so here's the thing. Joker, I think, is going to catch a little bit of that flack. But at the same time, it's nominated, I believe, for 11 awards. Correct. Correct. And we're talking about, I think, Patrick Mahomes, so two or three. I think, you know, again, score. I think good chance Joaquin Phoenix wins. I don't think it's going to win Best Picture. I don't think it's going to win Best Director. But I'm taking jo- Joker Oscar awards. I could see a three to two Joker Awards versus Mahomes passing TDs. Yeah. What about this one? Which will be higher? The number of Donald Trump tweets or 49ers scores? I'm staying. I'm, this is a stay, stay away. I have not enough ability. I don't I don't follow Donald Trump. I don't know how many times he tweets in a normal day. Yeah. All right. Any of these game props? Donald Trump, is that Donald Trump tweets versus total Niners points? 49ers point total? Does Donald Trump tweet ten times in a day? I don't know. I'm. A, I mean, if I had to bet on, I'd say point total. But this doesn't seem. Yeah, this doesn't seem right. And you want to touch on any of these game props? Sure. I mean, yeah. I think some of them we can skip. We can say yeah. first team to ten. Skip all those. I, I'd like to go here. Longest touchdown. Is this longest touchdown pass and longest touchdown run? Because you have two longest touchdowns. I'd assume. Sorry. This was kind of a mess when I pulled it. I'm going to go longest touchdown pass over and longest touchdown run over. Over 44 and a half for pass. I think you're going to have at least oh, one yeah. big play. What about th- what about this field goal one? I like this. Longest field goal, the over-under is 47 and a half. I'm going to go over. 
I'm going to go over as I well. Think, I think somebody's going to need to make a big kick in this game. And uh, last but not least, we, we we didn't get to this earlier. The Gatorade. Yes. You're at the odds-on favorite for the Gatorade are uh, plus two fifty for lime green yellow. Then orange is plus three fifty. Well, well, the the favorite is clear water plus one sixty. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't yeah. look at it in order. Um. I'm I'm going value. I'm going plus seven fifty on red because we get two red teams. I feel like that's something that's that some equipment guys considering. Maybe just for the for the dousing. Yeah. Like I think I think these days in uh in in modern football, everybody's sort of gone Bobby Boucher style. Like everybody's on the water now. Like they don't they don't need like the sugar and the Gatorade or whatever. If they were smart, they'd be dumping Miller Lite on each other. Honestly, like I, that, I agree. That's what they'd be drinking on the sideline. Yeah. But uh, I feel like that's why the clear water is. Uh, you know what Miller Lite is, by the way. The official sponsor of the Dirty Sports Podcast. Oh, I know, I know. You don't have to remind me, Andy. I'll never forget that one. Um, but I'm gonna go red at plus seven fifty for the value. I think it's gonna be water, but I think hopefully. Some smart equipment manager has some red set up on both sidelines just for the, the color-coded dousing. I think— I, Also, Andy Reid's the Kool-Aid man, right? So Well, I've, funny you said I heard at plus 10,000 is barbecue sauce for Andy Reid. Oh, okay. So if the Chiefs win, they will actually just douse Andy Reid in a giant vat of barbecue sauce. I like, uh, I like the clear water. I like the favorite. Yeah. And those are the prop bets, guys. Super Bowl 54 will be here. Nick keeps saying I need to throw a party in the Smut Studio. I said, where is the room? Yeah. We got three people on the couch. We got a desk right here. We got stools. I mean, we can fit. So uh, before we wrap this up, though, I mean, you know, I know we've all made it. I think when you, when you do a Super Bowl preview, it's, it's, sort of required, it's sort of required that you do winner, score, MVP. Sure. So start B- with Bilbo. Start. I'm going to go Niners in a close one. We'll go 27-24. Ooh. I'll take Bosa's MVP. Wow. You kind of went where I was going to go. Okay. I am going to say Niners. 28. No field goals for the Niners. No, correction. <laughs> Niners, 31. Chiefs, 27, MVP, Roheem Mostert. I'm going to go, I, I'm, I'm basically right in the same realm as you guys, I think. I'm going to go 30, 26. Oh, man. Niners, which means I think it goes over, hmm, might be a little high. Yeah, I'm gonna go 30-26. I think I think the uh, I think it's a four point game. I'm go 30-26 Niners, and I'm going Debo Samuel with a a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown gets the uh, MVP. Sounds like we need to get those some some Debo from Friday. Yeah, some, some Debo gifts going. Nick's looking at me blank stare. Debo's the guy who gets who knocks everybody out. Yeah, you, we just did a video. He's a ball guy. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's we, fine. No. We literally just did a video with Gritty where Ice Cube knocks him out. Uh, okay, you're talking. Okay. 
Okay, anyway, that's how we wrap up the show. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Super Bowl 54 preview, it's here. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Dirty Sports. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Andy Ruther, especially if you want to see uh, a nice fire from homeless people. Joe Prano, where can they follow you? Follow me at Joe Prano on Instagram. Again, Instagram, all that matters. I'm up in like the 2,900. It's such a sad state of affairs on my Instagram. 2,900? You, know, you would think that no one listens to this podcast. Follow me on Instagram. I'd like to get to 3K. Get yeah. to 3K for the Super Bowl. Um, also, uh, at Fix Your Life on Twitter. And those are two places that I want you to share with me. Your Miller Lite Super Bowl party. I want it. Don't have – send me pics of your Miller Lite. Send me pics of you guys enjoying a great American beer on America's finest holiday. And if I see a jersey of a team that's not playing in the Super Bowl in the background, you'll get blocked. So be careful with your pictures. Or if it's not you, if it's one of your friends in the background, feel free to shame them with a crossover cuck slash Miller Lite picture. Also, JoePrano.com for shows. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it for me, Andy. Where can they follow you on TikTok, Nick? Well, my TikTok is NickDelessandro9. Just send me funny videos. Um, but I, I put out a tweet yesterday um, with my ideal NBA 2K lineup, and I would love to get some responses from Dirtballs about your ideal what 2K lineup. What is your ideal lineup. NBA so 2K lineup? my ideal lineup for 2K, point guard John Wall, shooting guard CJ McCollum, small forward LeBron, Anthony Davis power forward, and DeAndre Jordan at center. Wow. Seems like you... Seems like you play a lot of. Uh, you, you're going for a lot of two point baskets. You're. Oh yeah. You're not. You're you, not you a big gotta three, drive the you're ball. Not a big three shooter. Drive the ball, throw the lobs, get the easy points, and then if McCollum's got to hit a three, that's where we're going. Can we talk about his little Hobbit legs up on my desk? Yeah. <laughs> little Bilbo legs. The little Bilbo legs. It's so adorable. All right, guys. That you need is- to get him some. You know what we need? The I, our our intern gift. Should be we should get him some Hobbit feet slippers. Oh yeah, you know those Hobbit feet? They make the ones where it looks like feet, we'll, we'll, like hairy little feet. We'll, we'll get some. We'll, we'll get some on Amazon today. All right, guys, that's the show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting the show. Enjoy your Super Bowl. Remember, be responsible and let Joe know how much you love Miller Lite. Have a great weekend, dirt balls, and most importantly, stay dirty. <laughs>